David, and it's truly a pleasure sharing God's Word with you today. Have you ever fallen into the temptation of judging others? Um, even though I'm a pastor, I've done it several times in the past. I mean, even in my own life, I, the, the, the first question that I ask when something bad happens to me is, is it because of my sinfulness? Uh, did I do something wrong? And if I see uh, an accident happening, um, um, let's say a friend of mine or, or, or a congregant of mine gets into a car accident, you know, even though I, I don't want to think like that, uh, the thought crosses my mind where I kind of ask myself, oh, I wonder what that person did to deserve that. Um, in today's text, Jesus clearly states that some of the things that happen in our lives is not because of our own sinfulness, it's because, uh, it happens because um, through that incident or through that, uh, that weakness, God is glorified. So let's go into today's text. John chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents, that he was born blind. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes open, they asked. He replied, The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man, they asked him. I don't know, he said. So as uh, Jesus and his disciples are walking, uh, they see a blind person, and in verse 2, the disciples kind of ask rather a blunt question, and, you know, it's, everyone's probably thinking that, and they say, uh, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? In verse 3, Jesus says, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Uh, it's, it's a very interesting notion because... Uh, during that time, uh, because 
everyone followed the law so strictly and they thought that if you obey all the commandments and you, if you follow everything religiously, that you're going to go to heaven. And conversely, if you didn't obey God's commandments, uh, you're going to be cursed, uh, you're going to be judged. And they thought that this man was bl uh, born blind because either one, his parents were sinful, or two, he was sinful. So they were very quick to judge. And Jesus, he comes to show them, to break this, uh, the way of thinking, to show them that things don't happen as we see it, things don't happen as we perceive it. The law is not our savior. Only way to God is through me. Uh, only way to have eternal life is through me. And sometimes uh, we, we, you know, we see unfortunate events happening and that's not a direct reason, a direct cause of someone's sinfulness, but through that incident or through that accident or through that weakness, God's glory is in full display. And one interesting thing that I, uh, that I realized uh, when we read the Gospels and we see Jesus going around and, and healing the sick, casting out demons, is these people, they encountered Jesus through their weakness. Um, the woman with the issue of the blood, would she have found Jesus if it wasn't for her sickness? Yes, she suffered for 12 years. Yes, she gave away all of her fortune, seeking uh, a cureness uh, for her illness. But in the end, she was able to have eternal life. And what good is it if you have all the riches of the world, but yet you, use, yet you lose your soul? So uh, this is an incredible testimony of God's grace. I mean, uh, the world may perceive it as, uh, as an unfortunate event that this person is uh, born blind, that this person is lame, he can't walk, that this person has leprosy. But all throughout the Bible, through our weakness, God's might and God's power is displayed. And even the leper uh, who Jesus cured, would, we, would he have uh, encountered the true risen king without his illness? I mean, you know, that's a, a, a theological question that can't be answered. But I would like to believe that if it wasn't for his weakness, he would have never encountered God. Uh, I think it's a question that we need to ask for ourselves. You know, sometimes uh, unfortunate events happen. Sometimes uh, uh, people that we love or people that we know, they suddenly get an illness, they get cancer, uh, a car accident happen. But instead of criticizing that person, instead of judging that person, uh, instead of, you know, asking myself, oh, what did I do wrong? I think we need to point to God in that situation. And we need to uh, ask ourselves, what is God's will in this situation? How is God going to be glorified through the situation? Um, I remember uh, uh, it was about maybe 15 years ago, uh, the church that I was attending, uh, every year they went to China for missions. And that year, SARS broke out and uh, we had nowhere to go. And uh, because I grew up in Africa and because my parents were missionaries in, in the Ivory Coast, uh, my youth pastor asked me, oh, can we go to uh, Ivory Coast for missions? Can we, can we start a mission trip? And that was the summer of 2003. And for the next 16 years, I went every summer. And all of this resulted because of a SARS outbreak. So everyone you know, who was there during that time, they may seem, uh, it may seem as if it was an unfortunate event 
something bad happened, but God used that event to start a, a global mission trip to Africa. Um, God was ultimately glorified. In the same way, in our weakness, God is glorified. Through this man who was born blind and it was not a result of his own sinfulness, it was not because of uh, his parents who sinned, but God had an ultimate plan for, for this uh, blind person. And after he is healed, he goes around his whole town and he proclaims Jesus' faithfulness. He proclaims the mighty works of Jesus. So God had an ultimate plan for him. Uh, it wasn't something extravagant. All he had to do was rub mud in his eyes and go wash himself in the pool of Salaam. But sometimes we don't need miracul uh, miraculous works to proclaim God. Even through the mundane uh, things in our lives, we're able to proclaim the risen King. So I pray that we may be living testament of His grace, and I pray that we may all proclaim the risen Christ. Let's go in time of prayer. When we are weak, He is strong. Uh, when we lower ourselves in our lives, God, He becomes uh, lifted up. And today's story is a reminder that not everything happens uh, as we perceive it. God has an ultimate plan. Uh, the world may uh, deem it as a failure. The, the world may see it as this man being born blind because of his sinfulness or because of his parents' sinfulness. But God had an ultimate plan. And that ultimate plan was to proclaim Jesus Christ through this man who was born blind. And, and not only was this uh, person physically saved, but he was spiritually saved by meeting Jesus on an intimate and personal level. And for the rest of his life, he's never going to forget that moment where Jesus came and cured him of his blindness. I pray that in our lives, in our weakness, that Jesus may be lifted up, that Jesus may be glorified through us. Let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the word you have given us today. I pray that uh, through our weakness, that you may be glorified. I pray that as we become weaker, I pray that you may become stronger in our lives. I pray that we may be a living testament of your goodness, of your faithfulness, wherever we go. And even though we don't uh, experience extravagant miracles like we do in the Bible, I pray that throughout the mundane things in our lives that we may still point everything to the cross. And I pray that we may do everything for your glory and for your kingdom. We thank you, we love you, and in your precious name we pray, amen. Sing your song, let your father and stepping in closer. See you.